Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Podcast. My name is Nate uh, with We Know Fantasy, and today I am joined by Cody. Cody, how are we doing today? Uh, doing great. Uh, just a couple days away from this big game, the Super Bowl here, so getting excited for that. Um, feeling ready to, to see what's going to happen in Super Bowl 58. It's going to be an interesting one for sure. We have, you know, of course, the Chiefs and the Eagles. Uh, going out of here in a few days down there in, in Arizona. And, you know, before we uh, talk, hop into things here and talk about that game, let's go over a few uh, a few things before we get rolling there, Cody. Before we move forward, how about you guys go out and check out our website, weknowfantasy.com. On there you can find all sorts of fantasy sports content from football to basketball to golf to NASCAR. You name it, we have you covered. Actually, recently, Cody and his wife, began a nascar specific fantasy podcast cody you want to talk about that a little bit yeah so basically uh, pretty straightforward we are going to be talking about nascar we're just going to break down every race uh we had one for the Bushlight clash uh obviously not going to have an episode this week but a big race coming up in the daytona 500 next week so yeah it's just my wife and i we get together we talk about the race uh, that happened the week before, we'll kind of preview the upcoming race, talk about some betting strategies, some uh, gambling picks and stuff like that. Um, maybe some DFS we'll throw in there every now and then, uh, but it's just going to be NASCAR specific and it's going to be uh, once a week all season long. Awesome. If you guys have followed us the last year or two, Cody had a fantastic uh, series on our website pertaining to NASCAR picks and he was pretty spot on throughout most of those, so make sure you guys check that out. Of course, uh, available on our website as well weekly is my out of the rough or out of the rough golf betting series where I go across and I break down the course, the preview, or preview of the course, the field, the event, offering my DFS picks and betting along the way. We've had a good stretch of uh, success here in the last few weeks, and hoping to to keep that going with a. Uh, the WM Phoenix Open that's happening, actually ha- happening this week down in Arizona as well. And if you're not a fan of golf, I'll just say turn on this event because um, this is one of the best spectacles in all of sports. 350,000 people, you know, uh, crowding a golf course, and it's just a just a next tier sporting event to take a take a look at. So if you guys uh, claim to not be a uh, golf fan, check it out because it's a it's a fantastic event. Um, we have fantasy baseball content coming. Uh, we'll be pumping out these weekly fantasy football podcasts. A lot of things happening here on the We Know Fantasy, uh, not only website, but podcast network. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at We Know Fantasy. And if you're someone who uh, is checking this out, you're you're a fan of sports, fantasy sports, or you know a, a sport in general, uh, be sure to hit us up on Twitter at We Know Fantasy or one of our uh, specific Twitters and let's talk about, you know, getting you guys on board to do some contributing, maybe some podcasts some writing. If you just have that spark, that drive and that, and that uh, willpower with a knowledge to, you know, put some content out there, we'll help you along the way and we'll get you kicked off, kickstarted off the ground and we'll get some of your content out there because, uh, you know, just like us, we just started this because we have this love for a, a fantasy sport or a sport in specific and just kind of went away with it. So, if you uh, if this uh, is something you want to do, just make sure you uh, get a hold of us, and we'll go from there. Before we hop into anything, uh, Cody, you want to add anything there? Uh, yeah, just uh, like you said, uh, if you have a passion for sports, 
and you want to get some, you know, your knowledge out there, definitely contact us uh, on Twitter, shoot us a DM. Um, and like, also like you were talking about the Waste Management Phoenix Open this week, uh, definitely I'd say outside the Masters, probably my favorite tournament all year to watch. Just the electricity of that, that's hole 17, right? The one that's in the stadium. Yeah, just the the electricity in that stadium on that par three, um, just awesome to watch uh, to watch the guys play in that tournament. Lots of big names in this one too, so definitely an exciting one to watch. Yeah, this is a uh, the first full field elevated uh, event of the season. We have 18 of the world's top 20 golfers in attendance, so it's a, it's a good one. Of course, we have it matched up here with a uh, Super Bowl Sunday. You're gonna finish a, a few hours before Super Bowl kicks off out there in Arizona, so. It's a great week of sports, but enough of that. We're here to talk about some Super Bowl. Super Bowl 58, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Right now, the line has the Eagles at one and a half. Um, I guess you guys take this with a grain of salt because my uh, betting against the spread this playoffs has been atrocious. I have not been too good at all. The last podcast we went, we, we recorded before the NFC, or not the NFC, the championship weekend. Of course, I picked the 49ers. We knew what happened there. And I think we both picked the Bengals in that in that game as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I was 0 for 2. I picked, I think you picked the Eagles. Yes, um, I, I had the Eagles, so I was 1 for 2 there. But uh, here we are, Super Bowl Sunday. Who do you have here with the point and a half going to the Eagles? Uh, uh, this is a tough one for me. Um, my heart says Kansas City Chiefs. My head says Philadelphia Eagles. Um. <sighs> Yeah, I, I think I got to lean with the Eagles here. I know they've had an easy, uh, some folks would say, cakewalk of a schedule uh, to get to where they are to this point. But, um, you know, they haven't they haven't just barely beat these teams in the playoffs. You know, they've put a beat down on both teams. Scoring 31 points on the San Francisco defense is no easy task. I know that San Francisco didn't have a quarterback for a while in that game, but but to still put up that amount of points on San Francisco's defense is fairly impressive. And um, I mean, I, I just uh, I just have a feeling that the Eagles are, are going to find a way to get this one done. Yeah, I'm with you there. The, the whole thing is, you know, I'm, I'm still upset about the NFC championship game. I'm not going to lie. No, the team didn't have a didn't have a quarterback. Like, what are you going to do when you don't have a quarterback? How are you going to win a football game, especially one in, uh, in the championship weekend? Um but it's just something about this Eagles team, something about them getting this far. They, they have to finish it off, right? Uh, you have the Chiefs here who are, you know, probably one of the best teams in the league. Well, they're both one of the best teams in the league being here in the Super Bowl. But, you know, you have Patrick Mahomes and the Travis Kelseys, and they've been there, done that. But just something something about this Eagles team, just the way got the guys step up out of nowhere. You know, Kenneth Gainwell had that huge game uh, against the, the Giants and, and then, of course, he said last week they scored 31 points against a 49ers defense, which is no easy task. I just think somehow they get it done. I don't think it's going to be another Philly special or anything of that nature. I just think they're they're going to come out and they're going to score early and often. And I I don't know if I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be there in it. Yeah, the only thing that really is is keeping me leaning a little towards the Kansas City side is the fact that Patrick Mahomes has kind of been there, done that. You know, he's Played in two Super Bowls already. This will be his third in his young career. And the the Eagles, although they just won a Super Bowl not that many years ago, 
a lot of the guys, a lot of the big playmakers, especially on the Eagles uh, team, weren't on the team for that Super Bowl. You know, Jalen Hurts wasn't there and and A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. And, uh, you know, so so there's there's a fair amount of guys there that haven't been there, done that, that the Chiefs do have. There is that. There is that. And there is also something impressive I wanted to note while talking about this. I think it I think it is all but one player on the Eagles offense, you know, their starting players, including offensive line, were drafted by the Eagles except AJ Brown. That that goes to show something that they're doing something right there, that they have drafted nearly every single person on that offense and they're sitting here in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that that's definitely impressive. Whoever uh, is running the scouting department there in Philly definitely deserves a raise. Yeah, because uh, it's kind of unheard of. You don't see this type of a uh, building through the draft success much anymore. Uh, there, of course, you know you you do see it with the with the you know now more so with the younger quarterbacks with that line of flexibility with the, with the uh, not the line of flexibility the salary cap you know flexibility before Patrick Mahomes had his mega deal Joe Burrow. Um, last year, some of these, you know, teams that are built through the draft with the, with the quarterback specifically, they're able to, again, in the same way, they still have to have this quarterback in place to then go out and spend more in free agency to kind of get in those bigger names, the offensive linemen, the wide receivers and the defensive players and sorts. But this is something I wanted to add there because although I, you know, I'm no Philly or no Eagles fan whatsoever, but I just thought that was super impressive. It needed to be noted. So let's see, we picked against the spread. So let's go down position by position, break down the matchup here and see where we lean for each one as we have the last two our playoff um, playoff weeks or whatever you want to call it. So first off, we have Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. I don't think this one's a contest. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, absolutely. He's the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, and that goes to show, you mentioned this, three Super Bowls already. At this point in his career, and he's 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 what 27, 26. Yeah, he's he's still he's still a young buck, and he's <laughs> he's got a lot of football ahead of him. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Uh, running back room: you have uh, Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Helaire versus Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. I guess this is a bit more you know close. You may think, of course, probably Sanders is the best of the bunch, but maybe I don't know, just because the way the Eagles develop and use these running backs just it just seems to be a plug and place type of offense that maybe I am leaning that way yeah I mean I I'm gonna lean Eagles here uh you mentioned it Miles Sanders is the the top guy of the bunch um I think if you would ask me this question at the beginning of the season I probably would have went with the Chiefs because uh the fall off of Clyde Edwards Lair over the course of the season has been astronomical so uh, you know, I, I would have expected him to play a bigger role in this offense. But Pacheco as a rookie has stepped in really well. McKinnon in his pass catching ability. You know, the the Chiefs as a whole may have a better running back room, but Miles Sanders, I think, is the best running back of the bunch. Then we get to wide receivers. I think you know not even close. Juju, Marquez Valdez Scantling, and Kadarius Tony. That's kind of weird to think that that is a uh, Super Bowl wide receiver uh, room right there versus A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Quez Watkins. Of course, we're all leading the Eagles there. Mm -hmm. A.J. Brown's the best of the bunch. Devontae Smith's the second best of the bunch. So that goes without saying. Then we have Travis versus Dallas Goddard. Again, chalk there. Mm -hmm. 
uh, offensive line versus offensive line. They both have, you know, talented offensive lines, in my opinion. You know, uh, we talk about the Eagles being arguably the best in the league. The Chiefs probably aren't that far behind, in my opinion. They have some great, I guess these are aging talents with, with like, um, who am I here? Orlando Brown, players like that on that offensive line. But the Eagles, Eagles are probably the best in the league, right? Yeah, I agree with that. The Eagles, uh, Eagles offensive line, I think, is like you said, the best in the league. Kansas City's not bad, but they they're no Philly. And then defense versus defense again. Uh, overall, you have to go the Eagles. They've they've done great with uh, some of their players stepping up, the the Reddicks of the world and the Bradberries of the world, uh, especially this year. Both have been crucial to their success. Uh, I, I guess it's the Eagles as well here, huh? Yeah, I'm with you there too. Uh, you know, it's it's tough to go back to the, you know, you kind of go get back in that. Oh well, they've had a cakewalk of a schedule, and that's why their their defense looks a lot better than it than it might be. But uh, at the same time, you know that they've gotten them where they are. So uh, yeah, I I think the Eagles' defense is is pretty good here. Yeah, they what set a was it a franchise record or an uh, NFL record for like most total sacks by a team in a season? Oh, I did not know that. Uh, maybe I'm making this up out of nowhere, but I thought I, <laughs> I saw that somewhere because they had they had four or five players in double digit sacks this year. Yeah, I did hear that. I they had a yeah I forget how many guys it was that had double digit sacks. Yeah, it was a, an impressive number. Yeah, anyway, you have even more than two guys in double-digit sacks. That's an impressive number to, you know, have four or five. That That's that's insane. So, all right, so we ran through that. So let's talk about one of the best parts about Super Bowl Sunday. You know, we're not going to talk to food, about food just yet, but bets. We're going to just go through and do some, some straightforward uh, prop bets, uh, you know, like passing yards, rushing yards, things like that. Then we'll get into some more of the fun stuff that we only get to see when it comes to Super Bowl Sunday with the coin tosses and the color of the Gatorades and the commercials and things of that nature. So let's kick it off here. Um, if you were to be a betting man right now and put some money down, who are you going with for Super Bowl MVP, Cody? Hmm, it's uh, that's interesting because, um, you know, it's it's quarterback a lot of the time. But in the Eagles' circumstance, I think there's an opportunity for somebody else to get there. Um, maybe Miles Sanders ends up being a sneaky MVP kind of pick. I think the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball pretty successfully against the Kansas City defense. And if they are able to do that and it limits Jalen Hurts' passing um, numbers in the game – perhaps Miles Sanders can sneak in there and, and get a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, it's definitely a quarterback's uh, a quarterback's award unless you have, uh, you know, an outstanding defensive performance, which, again, if it comes to the Eagles, you know, maybe Hassan Reddick gets in there with a three-sack type of game and, you know, one of those infamous strip sacks, uh, things like that. It's hard to really – uh, go against the quarterbacks, but they're at plus 130 right now, and that's just that's just no fun. Reddick's at 3400. Uh, you mentioned Miles Sanders there at plus 2500. I'm looking at the FanDuel sports book right now, but yeah, if it's not going to be a quarterback, it's got to be a crazy performance. Um, who am I thinking of here? Was it Damian Williams who who had that fantastic game when they won the Super Bowl against the 49ers? And that's correct. Yes. Still gave it to Patrick Mahomes, and that. Mm-hmm. 
that, you know, it should have been Damian Williams all day long, but just a quarterback award. So if we're just going to exclude the quarterbacks and have a little fun with it, you know, the Miles Sanders makes sense as a multi-rushing touchdown game, as he has several times this season. And then uh, I, I, you know, I kind of do like the Hassan Reddick at plus 3,400. Like I said, you know, a three sack and a strip sack, maybe coming down the line in the fourth quarter, the Eagles are down by two. He gets a strip sack and it goes down to the game winning field goal or something like that. Maybe that will be enough to do it. So uh, that's where I'm going with that. Mm -hmm. I like Uh, it. All right. Another one here. Uh, Do I have this listed as anytime or first touchdown score? You have anytime touchdown score on our notes. So I guess who's your your favorite to be uh, at anytime touchdown score? Maybe not a favorite, but who are you, you know, with with the odds in, in, in place here and stuff? Who are you going with for this one? Yeah, I'm not certain 100% what the odds are on it, but I I mean, I got to just go with chalk here and go with Travis Kelsey. Uh, the guy has scored uh, 14 touchdowns in his last 16 playoff games. So uh, I think he's he, he's definitely the best player, best skill position player outside of Mahomes on the, the Kansas City offense. So I think that, you know, he's he's looked good throughout these playoffs. I think he gets in the end zone. Yeah, it's it's pretty safe here at FanDuel minus one twenty five for him to score at any time. The only player in negative, uh, a negative range. Jalen Hurts is next at plus one hundred. He scored something like thirteen rushing touchdowns this season, and you know they do that they do that uh, quarterback sneak so well in Philadelphia that if they're you know on the one yard line, it's almost certain they're going to go to that play, and they're almost certain they're going to score. So that's a, that's a safe bet there again. Miles Sanders has been scoring left and right and just things like that. And so just for the fun of it, who would you put as the first touchdown to be scored? Mm, that's a good one. First touchdown, I already talked about Miles Sanders. I like him at plus 700 for first touchdown scored. Uh, I think that gives you a, a solid number there. Um and I actually do have that bet in right now. Uh, so so that's where I'm going with with first touchdown is is going to be on Miles Sanders. OK, I like that. The Eagles getting the ball and coming down in a hurry and just capping it off with a Miles Sanders touchdown. I can see that happening. Um, yeah, I like that. I, I don't know if it would possibly be a, a Jalen Hurts. I don't have the odds in front of me for this. Um, something like that. I, I don't think it's going to be. It's going to be a, a you know a 55 yard bomb to an AJ Brown or a Juju at the top or something. I think it's going to be you know a sustained drive, uh, just getting out, feeling each other out, and you know I don't say it's going to be opening drive, but I think the first one will be a rushing touchdown. Any way we look at it. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is right with Miles Sanders. They're both plus 700 as a first touchdown score. There we go. Makes a lot of sense there. So speaking of Jalen Hurts, let's just run through some of these more popular prop bets over and unders I have written down here and just just give our opinion on each of these for the listeners thinking about putting a few dollars on uh, some lines for for the Super Bowl but you know uh, bet as you will bet responsibly we're we're as we've shown the last few episodes especially myself I'm not too good at this so (laughs) Alan Hurts his over under for passing yards right now is 238.5 where are you at in that one Um, I'm probably going to go under uh, once again, I, I talked about expecting the run game for the Eagles to be a strength. If that's the case, then I'm going to hit the under on Jalen Hurts passing as well. 
Yeah, the passing touchdowns at 1.5. You under there, over there? I am under there. Uh, not saying that I totally expect this to happen, but speaking of bets, I do have one in for Jalen Hurts to throw for zero touchdowns exactly in the game. So uh, once again, it, it's more of a rushing thing. Uh, maybe they do. You know, the Eagles can easily score 28 points and all score all rushing touchdowns. Uh, so so yeah, I I have Jalen Hurts uh, under one and a half. Yeah, I'm with you on both of those. Like you said, I think the rushing game is just going to be that much more important for the Eagles and the way they utilize that backfield and Jalen Hurts as a rusher as well. 238 isn't a ton of yards. I just think that they're they're going to be on the ground way more than than you know than through the air. And I, I you know when it comes to 238, I guess not necessarily you have to throw for more than two touchdowns if you're going to throw for two than more than 238. But that's just a that's a pretty small number. So I'm going to go with the under on both of them. And then we can flip that script right over to Patrick Mahomes. His over and under uh, passing yards is 292 and a half. That seems kind of steep for me. Yeah, it's pretty high, but I'm going to go over on that one as well. Uh, just once again, if the Eagles are going to be winning this game and excelling in the run game, I, I could see uh, Kansas City having to throw the ball a little more. Um, and if Mahomes is going to throw it more, then that's going to uh, push me towards betting the over. Yeah, and the same with the passing touchdowns then in that in that case. At yeah, I think I think so. I just don't know that the Chiefs' running game is going to be good enough to score. And the Chiefs always tend to do those kind of little shovel pass uh, deals, you know, down towards the red zone or in the red zone. So uh, I'm going to go with over one and a half there. Yeah, that's a good point because, like you said, just the way that Patrick Mahomes plays the position. The shovel passes or the shove passes or whatever you want to call what he does with the football that is essentially a run, but it goes down as a pass. So I like that. I'm going over on the 1.5 touchdowns, but I'm going to go the under on the passing yards because 300 yards against this Eagle secondary, that'd be pretty impressive. But again, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes here. So uh, I guess I'll go under the passing yards over the passing touchdowns from Mahomes there. Let's talk some rushing yards here. We talked about uh, the Eagles already. I got two for each team here. Miles Sanders over under 61 and a half. Cody, where are you going with that one? I'm hitting the over here. Uh, I've said it a million times here. The the Eagles are going to run the ball well in this game, and Miles Sanders is the main beneficiary of that. I'm with you on that. And then if we go down here, Kenneth Gainwell is only at 19 and a half on his over under. I'm pounding the heck out of that one. Yeah, if you remember last time on the show, uh, my bet for the Eagles uh, for the, that game against the 49ers was Kenneth Gainwell over 11 and a half rushing yards, and he absolutely annihilated that thanks to the blowout. Uh, so I, I'm almost right back on it here. It's just going to take one or two drives for him to be able to get at least an opportunity to put 20 yards on the board, and he's going to get that through the course of the game. He's proven over the past couple weeks that he deserves to get a couple touches, and I'm sure he will. Yeah, it just seems like such a small number for what he's been able to do in this playoffs. You know, like we said, that big game with the Giants, and last week just just blew that 11 and a half yards out of the water, even against the best run defense in the league. Uh, it it's just it just seems such a small number that I have to go the over as well. And even if he wasn't playing well at 19 and a half, I just feel like the way the Eagles utilize their running backs, it just they're going to get the chances to to do something with it. Even Boston Scott's going to probably get a few uh, touches if, if you know, 
throughout this game as well. Mm-hmm. So we have Pacheco. His over is 49 and a half yards. I'm going to take the under on that one. Yeah, I'm under there too. And then McKinnon's 21 and a half yards, which is actually two more yards than Gainwell, which kind of seems a bit bit strange. So I'm going to go under as well. We talk about this each week. Uh, McKinnon's more the benefactor of the passing game there in Kansas City. Yeah, that's I, I'm right with you there. McKinnon under, he does the passing work. Pacheco does the groundwork. And in a game where I'm expecting Mahomes to hit the over, I'm going to uh, take Pacheco on the underside for rushing. There we go. So on to the receiving side of things. I just have one here for uh, Kansas City. That's Travis Kelsey. His over under 79 and a half. I guess, Cody, if you're going uh, taking the over of, the, of uh, Patrick Mahomes passing yards, you're going to go over here on the on the receiving yard for Kelsey? Absolutely. Smash the 79 and a half. I think he's going to get 100 easily. The same thing with A.J. Brown. He's at 79 and a half as well. Yeah, and I'm taking the under here. He's been outplayed by Devontae Smith the past couple weeks, so I'm going to go under on A.J. Brown. You think that has just something to do with, with the opponent scheming against the Eagles, putting their best player against Brown? Is it just the, just the way the, the I guess the Dumbs have been falling for the Eagles? It could be. I mean, I it, it doesn't seem that Jalen Hurts is the guy that's going to force passes. He seems he's got two top tier wide receivers and he just goes to the guy that that is open and uh, it's been working out for him throughout the playoffs yeah i'm with you i'm taking smashing kelsey's over he's going to be over 100 100 yards for sure aj brown under there and an interesting one which i think is a pretty interesting line to pay attention to Devonte smith 63 and a half yards yeah i'm over on that one yeah you, you you've talked about it he's just been outperforming aj brown and um, you know, they're both still young wide receivers, both making their first playoff run. Well, well A.J. Brown was in the playoffs before with uh, with Tennessee, was he not? Uh, yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, he's been there for a few years. So they, they're both here. But um, just the way, you know, Smith's been, been doing more of the receiving work here. You know, and again, it could just because they've blown both those teams out of the water. They didn't have to, you know, press the issue with A.J. Brown. It may come out to this game where, they have to get the ball in A.J. Brown's hand as, you know, the best receiver on the field. So we'll see how that goes. So let's move along here and get on to some of the more uh, interesting and fun prop bets that we get to see here as a as a uh, for the Super Bowl. Um, some of these things you you want to expect to be able to load onto your sports book and see what's going on with these. But here we are. So just to just to run down a few here that uh I guess, you know, of course, being 50-50, the same odds. Coin toss, you can get on your sports book and, and, and bet on the coin toss. You're going heads or tails this year, Cody. Tails never fails, man. I'm, I always call tails. There you go. I'm the same way. <laughs> and uh, one of the more interesting and common uh, prop bets you see when you when you hear about the Super Bowl is what color Gatorade will be pouring on the winning coach uh, this year? Orange is at plus 250, yellow, green, 350. Clear and or water plus 500, blue plus 500, red, pink plus 550, purple plus 900, and just none poured is at plus 1600. I don't have a, an analytical breakdown of what colors have been poured more often throughout the past years or whatever. So I guess just for the fun of it, Cody, what color do you think is going to be? Well, I think if I remember correctly, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, a few years ago, I think it was orange. 
And if that's the case, uh, that would probably be why Orange is at the top of the odds board here. Uh, so I would go Orange again if Kansas City wins. Uh, the Eagles, man, I don't know. They they are almost they seem like a lemon lime kind of team to me. So um, I'm I would go with the the yellow Gatorade for the Eagles. For some reason, I'm just picturing purple Gatorade coming down on the winning coach, and it's plus nine hundred. And you know, you can win yourself a pretty penny at plus nine hundred. So I'm going with purple this year. And uh, again, no reason whatsoever behind that. Um, what will be mentioned first in the Super Bowl MVP speech? You have team slash teammates at minus 120, the city and fans plus 325, God slash religion plus 370, family plus 690, coaches plus 1200, and the team owners at plus 2500, Cody. Well, you know, obviously the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, they are a huge team that has a ton of pride for their city. I mentioned I think Miles Sanders is going to win the the MVP, so it would not surprise me at all to hear him. The first thing is a, a big shout-out to the city of Philadelphia. I'm with you there. If it is the Eagles, it's definitely going to be Philadelphia first. Um, I don't know what uh, the Eagles' last uh, uh, Super Bowl speech was. Well, there was no. Yeah. Who? What happened? Uh, well, I guess that was uh, Nick Foles, right? Nick Foles, so yeah whatever he said uh but if you're going back to even 08 when the philadelphia phillies won it and charlie Manuel raises the trophy and says this is for philadelphia um it's just every team there just has such a pride for their city for their fans very good there i'm gonna go with a sneaky if the chiefs are to win a plus 1200 on the coaches because of andy Reid and his ties to the philadelphia eagles i think that's a that's a sneaky play there and some good odds on that as well yeah i like that one too all right, Cody. Will a player propose after the game? Yes, at plus 400, and no, at minus 650. They're really hammering on the fact that uh, someone's going to propose after this football game. Or not propose. <laughs> yeah, not propose. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I really don't know what any of the players' personal lives are like. Um, but, man, I mean, it's almost not worth it to bet minus 650. So why not go yes and see if you can win a couple bucks? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like you're paying them at that point if you're going to bet no. <laughs> Um, which chip company commercial airs first? You have Doritos at plus or at minus one thirty, and then you have Pringles at plus one hundred. The Doritos commercial is always one of the most memorable of the Super Bowl, so I'm gonna lean Doritos. Yeah, but is this a sense where they roll that out first, or is it mean one that trickles down, you know, maybe closer to halftime when more people are tuning in to, you know, the non-football fans that catch the uh, who is it, Rihanna, Rihanna concert? Yes, Rihanna at halftime. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, uh, I think they'll come out early. There's always those core, uh, you know, Super Bowl ads like the Bud Lights and the Doritos. There's typically more than one. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them, uh, hit you with an ad early and then maybe even later run something else. Yeah, you got a point there. So let's do a few more of these commercial themed, uh, bets in case there are some non-sports fans who are 25 minutes deep of listening to us blabber about the Super Bowl on a podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, which snack company commercial airs first, M&M's at minus 150 or Doritos at plus 1500? Interesting to see M&M's uh, at minus 150 here. So I'm going to roll Doritos again. I just have a feeling you're going to see them uh, advertise early. 
And look at that. You can even parlay that, double it right up. They do the same game parlay for commercials, Cody. You know that? <laughs> I'm not sure if they do or not. <laughs> and then uh, one more here. Which beer company commercial airs first? You have Budweiser at minus 115 or Heineken at minus 115. So it's a toss-up there. Yeah, the same odds. I'm rolling with Budweiser. Uh, Heineken, that's not even American. This is this is America, so I'm going to go with Budweiser. Yeah, and of course, we're going to see the infamous Budweiser uh, – what are they, Clydesdales, the horses? Yep. Absolutely. Beyond there, so just a matter of which one comes first. So I guess I'll go Budweiser with you as well. Uh, before we hop off here, Cody, you have any plans cemented down for the Super Bowl this year? Any any parties? Any you know, friends, family, anything like that? Yeah, a friend of mine is hosting a Super Bowl party, so we'll probably head over to his place. Uh, probably gonna be about ten or twelve of us or so. Some something about something around there. Uh, so making some uh, some dip and heading over to uh, their place to watch the big game. Well, can I ask you what kind of dip are you making? I think I'm actually gonna make some taco dip. Ooh, ooh, yeah. that's a, that's always a good choice. Solid, <laughs> solid choice, and always a crowd favorite. So absolutely, never go wrong there. Yeah, I don't I don't have any plans. Of course, I have three young kids, so there's a good chance I'll be uh I'll be the dad that says, oh, I'll make it to the end of this game and. Next thing you know, I'll, I'll fall asleep and I'll, and I'll be waking up to, uh, you know, whoever it is giving their MVP, MVP speech. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And we'll, well, that's definitely what my plans are going to be. I'm not going to lie about that. There'll be no party in here in my future. Uh, yeah, see if you can make it through that Rihanna concert without falling asleep. Yeah, yeah, before. <laughs> just close my eyes for five minutes and I'll catch the second half. <laughs> um, before we sign off here, Cody, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Master Smithers. And of course, you can find me, Nate, on social media. Uh, our Twitter at WKFNate. Be sure to follow uh, We Know Fantasy on all forms of social media at We Know Fantasy. Visit our website, WeKnowFantasy.com, for some more fantasy sports content. And until next time, guys, we'll see you.